It is October 2nd, 2013, about 4.50 a.m. It is so fucking cold that the resident historian can't even feel his balls. But somebody has to get up to cook the children breakfast. This is some cold-ass, kick-ass Oregon history. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Welcome to a special shutdown edition of Kick-Ass Oregon History, a survey created by the geeked-out history folks at orhistory.com. We profile only the most badass, captivating Oregon stories. It's all Oregon sex, drugs, rock and roll, and earth-shattering, devastating destruction. Basically, the good stuff. Kick-Ass Oregon History is a presentation of orhistory.com, and is supported by listeners like you. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit orhistory.com and click donate. You're willing to sacrifice our love. You want paradise, but someday you'll pay the price I know. Recently, A public school in Portland, Oregon, experienced the effects of the federal government shutdown firsthand. The school had been planning for six months a field trip to Crater Lake National Park. Students found out the day before they were to leave that Crater Lake was closed. What do you think about not being able to go to Crater Lake? I think it sucks. Sucks. Even before the shutdown part, the original school plan was very ambitious and pretty fucking hardcore. Take 104 4th, 5th, and 6th grade students up to 5,000 feet in October in Oregon. Run a four-day, three-night outdoor school-type program, but completely self-contained. No cabins, no dining hall, all outdoors. And this wasn't some contracted educational program administered by the MESD or OMSI, both of which are exceptional programs. No, this school program was planned, organized, and implemented by teachers and parents. Tents and some sleeping bags were rented from REI and PSU's outdoor program. An RV was picked up in Eugene to serve as an infirmary. And parents, including an MD, a naturopathic doctor, and a nurse, comprised the medical staff. Propane crab cookers and other field kitchen equipment was collected from parents and grandparents for preparing meals and hot drinks. Food was purchased at Costco and Cash and Carry to be cooked by parent volunteers. And then the federal government shut down. I went to the Crater Lake National Park Service website to give depth to the research of this podcast, but I was redirected with this very standard greeting. Because of the federal government shutdown, all national parks are closed and National Park Service web pages are not operating. 
For more information, go to www.doi.gov. So guess what they did, dear ass kicker? The school just up and went anyway. Crater Lake Park is the fifth oldest national park and the only national park in Oregon. The park is the location of the infamous Mount Mazama, which we featured in our Volcanoes podcast, and the resulting lake. We spoke with one of the teachers from the school who told us about the ambitious trip. So, uh, this is Doug Kent Crispin, and I am with Ned, one of the teachers that uh, is here with this trip. Ned, can you tell us kind of what the original scope of the trip was? Hi, Doug. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, the original scope of the trip was to explore national, to our first stop in our exploration of national parks around the country by visiting the crown jewel of the Cascades, Crater Lake. Um, but here we are with a different agenda and a different curriculum. Because we have the government shutdown has closed Crater Lake to us, as well as the National Forest campsite we were supposed to camp in. But I want to applaud all the people here for just being so flexible. Because, man, you guys made it happen. And we here we are at this great campsite, and we're ready to go next, for the next step. Remember that money you spent on those killer Crater Lake license plates? Looks like the money didn't go to the kids after all. And then what have we had to cut out in terms of, you know, with Crater Lake being closed and so right. on? I mean, obviously the, the curriculum's changed a bit. Well, as a matter of fact, it's completely changed and we're really um, playing it by ear right now. Uh, the Crater Lake license plates, the Oregon Crater Lake license plates, pay for something called Classroom at Crater Lake, which was free to us. We had access to rangers, National Park Service rangers, to teach us a science and uh, a culture and, and um, interpretive, um, other interpretive things for the site. Uh, um, we had a tour, a trolley tour around the rim of the lake on the, on the rim road. Uh, uh, so we had a lot of curriculum that was offered to us. All that is cut off because of the government shutdown. So what we're doing now is we're trying to say salvage. We know that there's great experiences to be had down here anyways, and so we're trying to come up with what they are. Wasn't what we planned, but we're thinking on our feet. What was kind of the overriding themes that you were going to present to the, to the students this weekend or continuing to present even with the challenges you face? Well, um, these kids are involved in what's called a storyline, which is a taking a bit of curriculum and putting it into the grammar of a story. So there's character, plot, setting, um, incidents in the plot. One of the incidents in the plot was that these children were um, invited to be interns in a, uh, a ranger intern program. And this was, this Crater Lake trip was the training of those ranger interns. So, um, uh, they, the um, activity would have been, they would have researched the history, cult the natural history, the cultural history, the flora, the fauna, uh, the recreational possibilities, safety issues at Crater Lake. And then they would take that back to the classroom and then apply that same uh, methodology to other national parks in the country. So this was going to be a big basis for this, the study to come. So we're really having to think on our feet here. So. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. And, Thanks, Doug. Uh, even though it's awful cold. Yeah, I know, it's you, cold. You can't do anything Super cold, but isn't it beautiful it's here? Lovely. Man, Absolutely. is it good. Thanks, Ned. You're right. Thanks, Doug. Jackson F. Kimball State Park was chosen as the new base of exploration, a reasonable drive from Crater Lake. For all of you Oregon history geeks, and face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an Oregon history geek, Kimball State Park is near the original site of historic Fort Klamath. 
And while it was certainly no Crater Lake, it's a very beautiful location at the headwaters of the Wood River. From Kimball, you can see the spring bubbling out of the rocks, forming the lagoon that is the headwaters of this river. The site had a circle of 10 primitive camping sites, so the maximum capacity might be 80 folks or so, but about 150 students and adults dropped down into this aspen tree location to set up camp. The site was primitive, meaning just two outhouse shitters and no running water. Nonetheless, the Oregon State Parks really stepped up and brought in three extra porta-potties, and the site became a little more livable. So, Crater Lake was closed. But the students decided they wanted to go see for themselves and ask National Park Service rangers some rather pointed questions. I am with a sixth grade parent, Gwen, who went with a teacher in the student group today who defied the federal ban. Can you tell us what you did, Gwen? Well, um, we walked up to the entrance of Crater Lake National Park. It was a very interesting and surreal experience today because it was completely roped off with a sign on it that said the government has shut down and we are not allowed to enter the park. We interviewed, the students interviewed, a very kind park ranger who explained the role, the complicated and mixed role that he has to play today in turning people away from the park. Uh, we then moved on and uh, just felt the need, uh, we felt the spirit of Woody Guthrie, really. This land is our land and we found uh, a trail and drove up to a now sort of defunct entrance and we took a walk. Uh, on our land and we looked across the horizon, looked at the pinnacles, uh, looked at some amazing geological formations and I was really inspired by the, I think, the positive energy I felt in um, the, in the, with the children that I was walking with today. They were excited, they wanted to be there, they had deep respect for what they were seeing and it just felt like a completely affirmed experience. This is what we should be doing today. It's a beautiful sunny day and we should be celebrating our forests and our beautiful Oregon landscape. And you didn't need any permission? No, we didn't. We did quite well on our own. Uh, everyone had a buddy and everyone was very safe and seemed to be very responsible in their hiking. and just took joy in the landscape. Uh, it was incredible and I'm just so proud to be an Oregonian and I'm really excited that my kids get to grow up here. Thank you so much. Yeah. The students had a good grasp of what specifically was the cause of their topsy-turvy field trip. While the details may be hazy, the gist of the causation was not. What happened when you went to Crater Lake? Well, we couldn't get in. Why not? Government shut down. Do you know why they shut down? Some decision thing. What do you think about it? It's a little weird that they would just shut down all over, all just because of a simple decision. What do you mean? Mm. I like that idea. What do you mean? Go with that some more. Well, there was some choice between the Republicans didn't like the health thing. Uh-huh. I don't know much more about it. And if the specific reason for the shutdown was a bit esoteric for the students, 
the flashing police lights, and an armed ranger with a pistol and a taser greeting them in the morning put everything in perspective. We spoke with one of the teachers who approached Crater Lakes Checkpoint Charlie. Well, this is Doug Kent Crispin, and I am chatting with a teacher uh, from the school who uh, we're with down towards Crater Lake. And I understand you went towards the lake today. Yes, we did. We went all the way up to the headquarters, try, trying to get into the, trying to get into the park. And how did that go? Well, we were greeted by several park rangers um, and flashing lights, and. Um, no access to the park. Park was closed. See, I heard another group said, you know what, screw that, we're going into the park anyways. And I heard another group of students, along with their chaperones, did. They decided that uh, the rules of the federal government closing didn't necessarily apply to them. Well, we, we did manage to find a trail that allowed us to get in and look over the pinnacles. Beautiful, beautiful area. And uh, so... We, we did get to see a little bit of the park, this is true. So tell me, how has the curriculum changed from when we left Portland Tuesday morning to being here right now? Um, I guess the main piece is that we were going to be working with rangers up at the rim. We were going to get an opportunity to learn about the geology, uh, wildlife, plants of the park, um, and take hikes within the around the rim of the lake. Um, it's changed in the sense that we've really had to um, think on our feet and look at the resources around here, which the, the other agencies around have really stepped up. Um, we've had a chance to, to do some, some hikes to learn about the, the history of Oregon, more from a, uh, the logging industry. There's a great logging museum nearby um, that, that we went to. Um, the team building, the relationship building, the social dynamics, um, that really hasn't changed. But in terms of the U.S. history aspect, we're really helping the kids to understand uh, National Park Service, the role that the National Park Service plays um, has been diminished greatly. They're learning uh, more about the civics end of things. And in general, do you feel that there's a, a, a mood about this trip from the children that is at all negative? Um, there is a disappointment. There was a def there was a definite disappointment from the kids. Um, they met a, they met a ranger who was eloquent, kind, um, firm about why he wasn't able to let them in. He spent 45 minutes answering their questions, um, and there were some tears um, and some disappointment for sure from the group. They really wanted to get into the lake, but I think that they're. Um, I mean, they're having a great time here at the campsite that we were able to find on a, on a, on a step, and so that part is fabulous. Did you get any uh, pictures of the children crying in front of the ranger? I mean, that gets crazy here. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just a done deal. Um, there is a parent who has been photo documenting this entire experience, and he may have zoomed in on on a couple but um i think it was uh, some of the adults too i have to say there was one child in particular who was so eloquent it was kind of like out of the mouths of babes and he he um, let the ranger know how he was feeling about not being able to get into the park and there were some non-dry eyes in the bunch <laughs>
Well, thank you very much. Just as a parent, I'm really, really enjoying this trip. And we didn't get to go to Crater Lake, and, you know, that kind of sucks. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's just been a wonderful time with the children and you guys and the staff. Yeah, thanks. We're here. We're together. It's beautiful. And this is what it's all about. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Some who witnessed the scene at the gate described it as an act of civil disobedience by little four and five foot high children walking up the road towards the closed sign, determined to ask the ranger why they couldn't visit their park. I had a dream, dream I was dying to see you again. But when I awoke, the world was on fire, dying. But the school group wasn't a bunch of sticks in the mud. One of the rangers stopped by their camp at Kimball as a dinner guest. This is Doug Kent Crispin, and joining us for dinner tonight at our Oregon State Park is one of the rangers from Crater Lake National Park. And her name is Emily. Emily, I'm glad that you could join us tonight for our chicken cacciatore. I am super glad to be here. I had a delicious uh, tofu vegetable sauce on that, my that's pasta. That's right, because we make a vegan version of, of all of our, our meals, of course, because <laughs> we're from Multnomah County, uh, even though we're down here. So uh, tell me, Emily, uh, your perspective. You know, we had 104 students and uh, nearly 50 adults uh, ready to go to Crater Lake, and which is, of course, an Oregon treasure, in addition to being a uh, federal national park. And so we came down to this trip, and we were told that the park was closed. And obviously, uh, you work at the park. You are a federal employee. You certainly have a unique perspective. What can you tell us? Well, I was sitting around the table with my fellow rangers on Monday, and we were planning out all the adventures we were going to have with this group. And two of us had, were here three years ago with the group before, so we were extra excited because we know how big a deal this trip is and how much you uh, plan for it, prepare for it. We wanted to be a part of it. Uh, we had great plans despite the snow on the ground. We were just going to forge forward, find new trails, and make a new adventure. And then it all fell apart. Uh, We've just been sitting around, twiddling our thumbs, watching more snow fly. Uh, this has been my greatest pleasure to come down and see what you have made of this trip. I am so impressed by this crew, and just the sound behind us right now is testament to the fact that where there's a will, a great educational field trip can always happen. It doesn't matter where you are. And yes, one of Oregon's most amazing treasures is right up the road, but 
I think the real the real gem is right here in this group and the energy and enthusiasm that you've brought forth. Excellent. Well, I thank you. I mean, that's, that's a great perspective. I do appreciate it. And I'm glad you could join us for dinner. Me too. This is some of the best hot chocolate I've had. <laughs> <laughs> that hot chocolate was made from little packets opened up by 12-year-olds who added a little sprinkle of love. Excellent. I can taste every bit of it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. The children were seeing the effects of a shutdown from a very unique perspective. What happened with the Crater Lake today? Why didn't you guys go to Crater Lake? Um, government shut down. Government shut down. Why did it shut down? Uh, because jerky Republicans. Because why? Stupid jerky Republicans. What they do? They said we're too lazy to work, but we get paid and you don't because you're doing your jobs and we're not. Because like we don't just price they don't like health healthcare for everyone. They, they don't like for like we should get yeah, well, healthcare for everyone. Healthcare. They're having problems with health care, so they just decided to shut down every national park in the USA. What do you think of that? I think that's stupid. So clearly, the shutdown was about health care, or jobs. It was about the government working. It was about the government not, it wasn't working. Well, someone had to work. Resident historian Doug Kent Crispin was part of a group of four parents that headed up the considerable task of feeding the students during their trip. Right from the start, the plan was to feed the kids hot, wholesome food on time with their field trip schedule and with plenty of extra food for their active, cold bodies. And we are proud to say that they did just that. Meals included eggs and sausages and oatmeal every morning and featured dinners of chicken cacciatore, a burrito bar, and an evening of homemade chili and cornbread school families made for the trip ahead of time and sent in frozen gallon Ziplocs, maybe ten kinds of different delicious chilies. It made for a warm night, I'm sure. At so many steps, parents helped to keep these kids fed, whether it was in central Oregon, chipping in to wash dishes or chop onions, or back in Portland, sending trays of homemade cookies and brownies along for the trip. And yes, with vegan and gluten-free options, because it takes a village, dude. And these children are from the village of Multnomah County. This water's really, really fucking cold. And your hands don't work so good either. Uh, so I'm gonna get this propane going. This water boiling. Uh, the water is so cold that my drinking water in my tent this morning had little chunks of ice floating in it. It's that fucking cold. Uh, so yeah, I just need to get about 30 gallons of water going, uh, just so we can start getting these kids warm. Want them to have hot food when they get up. So, uh, so the less glamorous side of Oregon history. Our resident historian discusses the logistical challenges they now faced with the change in camp locations. Yesterday we had to drive into Klamath Falls uh, to get some more supplies from Cash and Carry. Run low on some sausages and shit like that. So we also, uh, before we're staying at Crater Lake State or at the uh, National Park, we're going to have water at our site. But here at the Kimball State Park, there's no water. So we had to pick up about 100 gallons of water. Uh, luckily, Cash and Carry let us load in from their hose, but that's made it a bit more of a challenge because, you know, kids go through a lot of water every day and washing dishes and, you know, making
making sure they have water in their hikes and that kind of thing. So imagine today we'll take another run to go get some more water too. Well, I'm certain we will. He also had a chance to talk with other early risers over a hot beverage, like this parent of a fifth grader. This is Doug King Crispin, and I'm enjoying an early morning beverage with uh, Gabriel, a hot beverage around the campfire, uh, before the rest of the kitchen crew shows up to get breakfast going for the kids. And uh, Gabriel uh, was kind enough to be submitted to a few questions, so I'm going to ask him a bit. Uh, Gabriel, uh, how old's your kid? Uh, or the, what grade? The I guess. one on this trip is in fifth grade. Fifth grade, and you know you've been around the kids uh, past few days. What's their kind of general impression with the shutdown? It's not the first thing on their minds. It comes up in their discussions. Um, I think they're frustrated to not see, to not be able to actually see Crater Lake and not get into the park. But they're engaged. With what they're busy and engaged with what they're doing. It's only, it's only when we're sitting, refl actively reflecting on it, or engaged in the park, that they're talking about it, thinking it through, um, and voicing their troubles. Or when, when we're driving between places, if we've been in the car long enough, the subject will get there, and they'll start trying to suss it out and figure it out. But it's really, it's much more um, the the sense of the sense of frustration and doom and loss was greater before we actually got going on the trip and now that they're on the trip they're really really busy with everything else and so it's just it's just more of a motivating aspect of the trip rather than a detriment to the educational experience the students are receiving then you feel um, and their impression is that it's similar if they had been at Crater Lake it's just kind of absent that national monument I guess it's well it's an equally engaged educational experience um, I think that the, uh, the, the the shutdown actually adds an extra dimension to it. So um, the shutdown isn't foremost in their minds all the time, but it it changes the way they look at the life of the rangers. A big part of the trip was looking at the life of the rangers and what it means to be a ranger and what it means to be uh, responsible for federal lands and engage with the public. And they are getting that in an extra layer this time. So they're not... So they're got, they've gone beyond the frustrated point for the moment to be really, really engaged in what's going on and engaged in their present. And I'm sure they'll, once they're done with the trip, I think there'll actually be a lot of regret and frustration that they didn't actually get to see Crater Lake. They'll tell about the trip and then at a certain point they'll go, well, he didn't see the lake. That's just a prediction. But no, they're very much, yeah, they're, they're very much with what's happening. No one's crying about it. They're mostly just trying to stay warm. In a situation like a federal government shutdown, you utilize the resources you have at hand. And the Klamath country is logging country. So what did you do today? Um, hiking in the snow. And, um, well, having a snowball fight. And visiting a logging museum. What did they talk about at the logging um, we were just writing down some facts. We didn't really talk about much. Did you see any cool stuff there? Um, yeah. There were, like, some cabins. Old log cabins or something? Yeah, like, replicas of what loggers built when they were at logging camps. That's rad. 
And of course, we couldn't have made it through this exercise without a little help from our friends, the state of Oregon. I'm Taco Ranger John from Oregon State Parks here. So, John, thanks so much for helping us out and hosting us. You're so welcome. I'm glad you, I hope you guys had a lot of fun here at Kimball and at Collier Park. So. Yeah, we had a great time, you know, and it was, you know, that we just didn't know, you know, a, a day or two before we left what was going to happen. And, you know, you were really kind of instrumental in making this all work out. Well, I'm glad we helped you out as much as we could. Um, maybe next time you, we'll, we'll have more advance notice where we can get more planned for you and have Collier open up next time where you can stay over there and have hot showers and things like that. Definitely. Well, thank you, and I uh, hope, hope you enjoy your sausage. Man. Oh, I am enjoying the heck out of it. We do you pretty guys, good thank you out very, here, don't we? Thank you very much for feeding me today, and like, and I hope you guys have a safe trip going back yeah, home. Definitely. And I'm glad to see you guys having all this fun. I'm enjoying seeing our campground full. This is amazing. It's a sea of tents that you've got here. Yeah, and what's the capacity usually here? Uh, well, we've got 15 sites here, and eight probably about four to eight tenths of site so yeah. so we kind of maxed it out you've maxed it way out but that's okay with us we and got people in here and again i want to thank you you know bringing the porta potties and all the extra services and the daily trash run and everything it's been fantastic oh you're so welcome i'm glad we could do it for you that's what oregon state parks are here for we're here to serve the public and um, I'm glad we got to get you over here at the museum at Collier because that's the fun part of seeing the logging history from man to, to equipment and everyday life. Thanks, John. You're welcome. It was amazing to see the whole operation as it played out. Children being educated, entertained, and well-fed, dealing with the reality of a federal government that can't keep its shit together. Rolling with the punches, running with the hand that was dealt them, all those goofy fucking cliches in spades. Frank, one of the other cooks, chatted about it with the resident historian at the end of the trip. All right, so Frank, you and I have been cooking for the, for the kids all day, every day, making supply runs. Yeah, pretty much. It feels a little bit like Stockholm Syndrome, that I've been kidnapped by a hundred children and not released until I've given them so much food that they will burst. And they're about at the bursting point. I think they are about the bursting point. I mean, some of them couldn't get out of their tents this morning. So what do you think? I mean, you know, the plan changed quite a bit. You know, Crater Lake was out because uh, the feds closed it down. What do you think about the experience for the kids? I think it's been wonderful. I think that the important thing is that they, they understand nothing about politics like most of North America. So nobody really knows what's going on. We also checked in with teacher Ned to see how he thought things went. So, um, I'm talking with Ned the teacher again, Hi, and uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Good breakfast? Yeah, I got a little, uh, a little rock hail here and some eggs and some nice uh, brown and turf sausage looking good. Excellent. Good, yep. good. Well, we're the last day, last breakfast. We're getting everybody packed up. You got a brief little summation? I know you can't you know, really sum it up in a sentence or two, but... Well, it's really about just children who are so willing to do the work and they're so 
it, they love each other and they, they really love the outdoors and they did a great job. This was hardship. This was a hardship. It was cold and uh, they were away from home. They were away from their families. Um, but they were so game. They were really, really troopers. I really appreciate them. But the trip, we got thwarted at every turn. But my friend Holt, my teacher friend Holt, or uh, Craig Holt, said, that the uh, field trip goddess was was uh, smiling on us the whole time because I mean we would come across a roadblock and then an opportunity would be presented and then we'd come across another roadblock in our plans and an opportunity would be presented. The children have really le really learned to be flexible and uh, it's been a fantastic trip just for that. Excellent. Well, it sounds like I need to get back to some kitchen duties. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> Thanks, Ned. <laughs> Maybe future historian Max Kank Crispin summed it up best. How come you guys weren't able to go to Crater Lake National Park? Um, because of the government shutdown and, um, we couldn't, because the government shut down, I guess. Do you know why the government shut down? Um, they were in the argument about, like, Obamacare and when it should start. What well, do you think about um, that? Well, health care. What do you think about that? Um, it's kind of upsetting that we didn't get to go to Crater Lake when this trip was going about was about going to Crater Lake. Do you think it's uh, any less of a good experience or anything like that? I think it's still fun, but I would have liked to see Crater Lake. Hey, Feds, fuck you. I don't need you telling a bunch of 10, 11, and 12-year-olds that they aren't allowed to visit one of Oregon's natural treasures. I don't mean to get all cascady on your ass, Mr. Federal Government, but who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, it's a national park, so the kids who live in the state of Oregon can't learn about their beloved region and come visit it? Is it because you can't afford the upkeep? Well, shit, give it back to us. We'll take real good care of it. I know a hundred little helpers who would love to assist with the upkeep of such a treasure. They've been studying the task, in fact. I have a little idea. Why not turn off your goddamn war machine for a day or two? Hell, even just for a few hours. Ground all the drones and all your other death planes that patrol the skies over Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Syria, Somalia, Yemen, and the list could go on and on. How about you furlough those fuckers? My guess is that if you stop dumping our dollars into this endless war on terror, even for just a few hours, we would have more than enough money to allow a hundred school children to visit a national park in our beloved state of Oregon. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up Thank you for listening, Ass Kicker And be on the lookout for future podcasts by our crew We hope that you agree that this special shutdown edition Featured some kick-ass Oregon history Today's podcast was brought to you by ORHistory.com It was written, recorded Edited and produced by Doug Kank Crispin and Andy Lindbergh. Citations are available on request. 
check out our website at orhistory.com. There, you can subscribe to the podcast and have it delivered through RSS directly to your device. You can sign up for our exciting Oregon history events, pick up Oregon history merchandise, get a list of songs featured in each podcast, receive extra insights into podcast topics, and read of our adventures as Oregon's rock and roll historians. Kick-Ass Oregon History is supported by listeners like you. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to orhistory.com and click Donate. Follow us on Twitter at Oregon underscore history. You can also like us on the Facebook. The email address is OregonHistorian at gmail.com. And as always, we'd like to thank our friends at Eastside Distilling, crafters of Burnside Bourbon, for their generous support. And be sure to join us on our historic Halloween show on October 31st, 2013 at 8.30 p.m. at the Jack London Bar. Historians Joe Streckert, Finn John, and our own resident historian Doug Kent Crispin, fresh back from the woods, will spin true tales of horror, murder, and mayhem of the Pacific Northwest. There will be a costume contest with prizes and three burlesque dancers to help you pass the evening. It's a kick-ass Halloween party that you won't want to miss. So come on down to the Jack London Bar on Halloween night, 2013. Just don't get too close to Mr. Kent Crispin. He's a stone-cold hippie, and he wants people to have health care. You stay historic, Oregon, and kick ass. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks In measured a hundredweight and penny pounds Set on him was death, and hell followed with him. <laughs>